Okay. In regard to loss, what loss is, Dr. Peggy Whiting says it's any experience across the lifespan that uh, demands the surrender of something pers personally significant and or um, familiar. What we want to do, the mistake that a lot of folks make when it comes to the idea of grief, is that we think it's one-dimensional. We think that grief is caused by one thing and one thing only, and that is what? The death of a person. But grief is much more than just the death of a person. So for just a few moments, using this beautiful, clean whiteboard that certain people worked and performed miracles on, so to speak, let's talk about what are some things that produce grief that hurt, that's painful, other than the death of an individual. Divorce. Usually that's the first answer. Divorce. Okay. Why? There's another marker somewhere. Where is it? Here you go. That's how you keep it clean. Okay. Divorce. That's, there you go. Why is divorce so painful does it because after all it doesn't it just it just affects two people right no it's just like a rippling effect every single person of connected to that divorce situation on both sides are affected in many kinds of ways by that loss even in the church it's a tremendously painful situation. Particularly when there's someone that's trying to, to honor the sanctity of marriage and honor God's covenant. And then you may have, on the other hand, someone that's not. And then you, you've got to deal with that kind of painful situation. I had a lady, a Christian lady, tell me, and she did not mean any harm to her ex but she said, Ron, I would, do, I would give anything to go visit my ex's grave. Now, what was she saying by that? She was wanting closure, and she knew that that would not ever happen. See how painful that is? And, and, and a lot of times we think, well, you know... There's two sides to the story, and yes, they are, and sometimes there's three sides to the story, his, hers, and somewhere in the middle. But the point of the matter is, that's a tremendously painful loss. And it's one that we, get, we need to be very cognizant of, even in, in the Lord's church. Other kind of losses. Yeah. We have uh, our home, our house for a reason, don't we? To live there. To enjoy being there. To make memories in. And what happens when tornadoes, or when you get down South Alabama, hurricanes come through? And you're saying, well, it's just a house. No, it's a lot more than that, isn't it? And you're thinking, but it's just brick and mortar. No, it's a lot more than that. And, and I know when, when we have tornadoes here in the area, and obviously you folks are close to Huntsville, and that's 
Hurricane Alley up there. Uh, you know, it, it's, do they say, well, yeah, and a lot of times they'll just say, well, it, it, we're glad that we're, we made it out and we're, we're glad that we're alive. And we know he's rebuilt. But I always think, wonder what they're thinking as they have to see that house being torn down and start all over from scratch again because of the memories that are in there. Maybe because they literally built it with their own hands, their own tools. Other kind of losses. Loss of a friendship. Thank you so much. Friendship. Why is life important? Because of friends. Family and friends. And when that friend or friendship is gone, either when they move away, or even worse, when it disintegrates, when it implodes, when someone decides, I'm not going to be giving and loving and caring and, and sacrificial, I'm going to be just the opposite. And, and that friendship just goes south. That hurts. You ever lost friends in the, in the church? People get upset and leave? Oh yeah, I have an idea it happens here just like it happens up in Huntsville, Alabama. And it's tremendously painful. And it takes years maybe decades, to get beyond some of that pain that's involved in that kind of situation. You know, the, the, there's a reason why the Bible says so much about friends, because there's the possibility of us losing friends. Other kind of losses? Job. I'm sorry, what? Job. Thank you. Job. You go to work tomorrow and they say, thank you for your 25 years of faithful service. We really appreciate all that you did for our, our uh, company. Unfortunately, we are downsizing and your job is going to be done away with. Here is your severance pay. Thank you so very much for your time and God bless. Oh, by the way, you have three hours to get, our, get off our property. That happened in Huntsville, Alabama for someone that had been 25 plus years in the government. They literally walked him out the door under guarded guards, security guards, watched him as they let him out the gate before 12 noon. He had no idea when he came to work that morning that was going to happen to him. Now who's going to grieve besides him? Everybody affected in that situation. But it's just a job you can get in our society, in our world, maybe you know, because of a particular age or ability or lack of education or maybe too much education. Unfortunately, we have folks that have too much education to get jobs in our congregation. See the things? See what I'm talking about? And, and all this causes grief. All this produces pain just like when we lose someone. Other kind of losses. Health. We, we take health for granted until when? We no longer have it. And when that health goes south, wow. Who does, who does it debilitate? Not just the person, but everyone else, again, affected by that person. Someone a few miles from here talked to us about losing a part of their body in a factory accident. person has not been right since. 
because of the indignity of what happened, how it happened, how his company treated him, and he is unable to get a job for the rest of his life. And you think about that. Every single day he wakes up to that reality. And of course, and, and that's obviously an extreme case, but you know, health. Well, you're, you're, you know, you've got this condition, you've got that condition. Wow. Um, you have surgery, and you, and you know, it's really interesting. Don and I both had knee replacement surgeries. And, you know, I, I never thought about the folks with the walkers until I had to be on one. And boy, they got my respect. And yes, I just I get just as mad as anybody else when someone that isn't supposed to parks in the handicapped spot park a spot because wow that really makes a lot of difference when you're in that kind of situation what's well, perspective that's what we're talking about here another thing another loss personal goals. Personal, goals. personal goals that's a good one when your personal goals are destroyed or when you're not able to accomplish them and you're reminded constantly hey you can't do anything you know, you, you you don't fit in this situation because you can't. You, you don't have the you don't have the, the 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 drive. You don't have the ability. You don't have the intellect. You don't have whatever it is, whatever your personal goals are. Anybody ever lost one of these? Does that produce grief? We get attached to our animals, don't we? We grew up with a dachshund. Gretchen Dauphine the second she was registered. We called her Heidi. <laughs> Mom and Dad said that they wished the kid that we as kids were smarter as smart as that dog was. She was smart. Now, being a preacher's dog, you know, she loved the word of God, she chewed up two Bibles. <laughs> she was um uh, she loved she loved to be evangelistic. She ate up four soles of shoes, and then one on one occasion she was cleansed and sanctified. She ate a box of X Flax. <laughs> when that dog died, and we were all married, all Cindy and Don and I were all married to our mates. There were eight adults bawling their eyes out. When mom and dad called and said we had to put Heidi down today. And you're saying it's just a pet. But what do those pets do? They bring comfort. Companionship. Sometimes they're given by that loved one that is no longer there. And so they become even more meaningful. They show you unconditional love. Exactly. And God is love. Ma'am? God is love. And God is love. Yeah. We had we have a lady at church. I'm serious. She mourned. She she can she did not come to church for three weeks because of her mourning period for her animal. Now, that's a little to me it's a little extreme. But I also wrote her a note. I heard about it. I said, I am so sorry to hear about 
because I wanted her to know that was in her situation. That was the only she's not married. That was the only thing that was so that was extremely important to her. And so now it was taken away from her. Other kind of losses. How about how about this one? Reputation. When you lose your reputation, when people start saying or insinuating things about you, is that going to hurt? Is that going to be painful? Is that going to be hard to get back? Sure it is. Other kind of losses. Does this, is this a big one? Apostasy. The unfaithfulness of someone in the church. Now Mark, when that happens in the church, here or anywhere else, true or false, it just affects the family that's connected to that individual, right? No. Every single member in the Lord's congregation at this place or at Lincoln or wherever. Apostasy. Unfaithfulness. Going away from God. And yet, how many times do we forget about that person that may be sitting on the pew, bawling their eyes out because Mark or someone else has just said something from the pulpit that has made them realize and yet remember one more time, their loved one is not in a right relationship with God. And they did everything. No, there's no such thing as a perfect parent and there's no such thing as a perfect kid. But they did everything within their ability to bring that child up in God's way. Or, or an older individual. Unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of older individuals that just decide after 60 or 70, I don't need the Lord anymore. Wow. How painful that is. How devastating that is. But see, again, that's a loss. This is a grief loss. And it hurts. And it's devastating. And it has ramifications for a long, long time. Let me just throw out a couple others. Um, How about the loss of a retirement everything Yeah, thank you. Are, are you talking about being retired or losing something in retirement? Yeah, yeah. Losing money in the stock market. Losing money in regard to a company that they were invested in and it went under and you lost all of your retirement. I've also had, had people tell me, well, when my husband retired, believe me, I started having grief because they came home and they were having to do, or just the opposite. You know, the husband had retired and, and everything was great until the wife came home. And, and you know, that's, that's, that's some, there's some truth to that. There really is. There's a lot of adjustment period to have to do. Um, let me just throw out a couple others. Mental illness, drugs, alcohol, birth defects, obviously Alzheimer, dementia. The empty nest. Have you ever thought about the empty nest being... A grief issue. You, 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 your kids go out and, and they're on their own, supposedly. And, 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 and you sort of look at each other and said, now what do we do? By the way, sometimes they come back. One way or the other, they come back. 
At least ours, ours do, and we're grateful for that. One lives two miles away, one lives a quarter of a mile away. <laughs> so they come back home, or at least close by. But you know, the point of the matter is, is that can be, that can be you know, empty nest can be in a uh, situation. Um, infertility. Someone reminded me that war is a terrible loss. PTSD. There was an article in the paper this past week, Huntsville Times, about that. Um, someone mentioned the loss of a foster child or an adopted child. And Don obviously could relate to that in regard to the children's home. You think about that in regard to people trying to take care of a foster child or trying to adopt a child, and the courts say, unfortunately, we can't, even though you're such a wonderful example of integrity and honesty and love and we, we've got to protect we've got to do what the law says and give them to those parents who may not be the kind of parents they need to be well the point that we're trying to make is that these are losses just as painful to those individuals as the loss of an individual now what we want to do real quick like is we want to define and give you an idea of what grief is. So let's do that for just a second. I want you to be thinking, using the letter G, we're going to do an acrostic here in a second. Using the letter G, think of, a, of something connected to grief that begins with the letter G. Gone. Either in regard to a person, in regard to a situation, what used to be heaven on earth is no longer there because that individual's gone or that situation's gone, gone. And that has a lot of connotations, a lot of meanings to it. What else? Another, another word. Goodbye. Somewhat the same way, but also different. Goodbye. Alzheimer's called the, the long goodbye because every single day they fade a little bit more. The final goodbye to an individual, to a situation, whatever the case may be. Goodbye. What else? The letter G. I'm sorry, what? Thank you. God, does God play a part in our grief? I sure hope so. Mark, I was working on my sermon for Sunday week before I got here today. Five things. Oh, if I, if I tell you, then y'all not going to think that Mark came up with this idea. I'll talk to you later about it. <laughs> Some things that Job said that are, that are rather interesting about his life. God. What else? How about this one? Guilt. Whether it's true or not, whether it's validated or just a thought. A lot of people say, I just feel guilty. I just feel guilty. Well, what are you guilty about? Well, I didn't, I didn't tell them that last minute, that last time that, that I loved them. But haven't you done that in your entire life? Every single day that you were there? Well, yes. I said, well, you just told me how much you loved them. I said, you, you, I said if you want to feel guilty, that's fine. But I said, you're not guilty of anything except love. 
That's what you're dealing with. G. How about this one? In several different kinds of ways. Grave, both in regard to where we sometimes put the body. Also, it's a very serious kind of situation. Does grief sometimes make us want to give up? Sure. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I just don't want, I, I don't want to, you know, I just want to surrender. I just want to give in and just let anybody do whatever they want to do. I can't be, well, that's, sometimes that's the feel, the feeling. That makes some of the heirs greedy. Greedy. Yeah. In South Alabama, where I preached one time, there were people in the parking lot fighting over the inheritance already. Literally <laughs> fighting in the parking lot already, dividing up the spoils. But you can also be greedy to protect yourself and not... Yes, you can be greedy to protect yourself and... and you know, sort of make everything about you and not about trying to help others. It can be that way as well. Letter G. What else? Gigantic. Wow, that's a good one. Gigantic. The responsibility, the hurt, the pain, everything about grief could be, could be described as gigantic. Just real quick like groping, goofy, gratitude, Gut-wrenching. Someone mentioned to me the other day, grace. We need a lot of grace when it comes to grief. I thought that was a rather interesting phrase. Okay, G-R. What? Run? Oh, that's a good one. We want to run away. We just want to get away from, from it all. We, we want to, you know, it's sort of like Jonah. You know, God says, go this way. No, I want to run that way. Because I don't want to deal with those folks. Well, that's why a lot. Sometimes people are in grief. They just run. In fact, unfortunately, not only do grieving people do this, but folks who are supposed to be helping grieving people do that. They run away. Uh, I call it the Jonah syndrome. Uh, they're afraid that if they get in the mix, that something's going to happen to them. So therefore, they want to stay as far away from it as possible. And obviously, they're not the real friends that you th you thought that, that you had. The letter R. What? Remorse. Remorse. Which would also be regret. Rage. Rage. Yes. Rage. Just, just the the the, the anger. The, the bent-up frustrations, the, the pain, uh, all, the, all the things that, you know, particularly if it happened, you know, I've had people tell me, I just am so mad at my loved one, they would not fill in the blank, go to the doctor. They would not take their medicine. They would not go see the doctor. They would not Smoke. stop smoking. They would not go to church. They would, you see the point? I mean, you can just fill in the blank with, with, with rage and anger and frustration and all those kind of things. 
And you also have got rage in regard to family members that, that don't step up and help you in time of loss. You know, they're the ones who just go back and, they, they go back to life because after all, they're not affected. That's what they think. And that hurts. Hurts deeply and it also makes you mad. Letter R. What else? Reality. Reality. And I heard another one. What was the other one? Revenge. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> revenge, yeah. Or revenge, I'm going to hurt somebody because of the way I hurt. I'm going to get back. You know, have you ever heard of, uh, just this morning, someone showed a little frustration to someone in my family, and I was thinking, you know, and I wasn't, effect, I wasn't directly involved in it, but my first question was, what in the world happened to them to get for them to take it out on? And that's exactly what happens. I'm just going to, I'm going to get revenge for this. You know, and, you know, unfortunately, that happens in our world. Revenge. What else? Rest. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Because we all need rest. Did, did, didn't Jesus say, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come unto me and I will give you rest. You long for rest. You, you long for relief. Uh, here's another. Relief. You long for relief. You, you long for things to just settle down so that you can get your mind together. Letter R. What else? Remember, thank you. We always remember. And we remember, and we hope that others will remember as well. Like Don said, one of those myths, people are afraid, people are grieving, are afraid that you don't understand them, and secondly, you've forgotten them. That, that doesn't need to happen. Let me just throw out a few more. Release of emotion of emotions, regret, reaching, ripping, restlessness, resentment. How could someone in grief have resentment? Ma'am? You can't. Ma you can't. Resented the doctors. Resented the doctors. Okay. I knew of a, uh, of a loved one who when they lost their their mother became very resentful of Younger daughters who were mistreating their mothers and their fathers. And they said, I just wanted to take and shake them. And said, you better wake up. One of these days your parents are going to be gone. Instead of treating them the way you're treating them, you, you better act better. And they didn't do that, but they wanted to. And in that regard, they were trying to be, you know, they were trying to be resentful in the, in the sense of trying to make them realize, hey, you don't want to do this. You don't want to act this way. Um, G-R-I. Illness. Illness. Inactivity. Inactivity. You folks are doing great. Very well. Isolation. Or isolated. Like I talked about 
yesterday morning, where's everybody gone? You know, two weeks after the loss, three weeks after the loss, where's everybody gone? You know, it's just me here now. You know, and, and nobody's come into my aid. Isolation. Introspection. Introspection. Oh, that's a good one. Look inside. Yes, sir. What'd you have? <laughs> it was a good one too. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't insanity. <laughs> Insecure. <laughs> and I've had people tell me I feel insane. <laughs> you know, like the lady said, I thought I was the only crazy person who lived in this town until I came to my came to Ron's support class. And then I said, What? And then she said, I really thought I was crazy. And so I realized I was just grieving. But, you know, that's what she said one day. But it can, it can make us feel that way. What else? Irrelevant. How important, seriously, how important is the widow or the widower Christian in this congregation when they lose their mate? And the answer should be, just as they were the first day they walked into this building to the last day they, they breathed their last. That should be the answer. But ask them sometime. Or the person dealing with divorce, ask them sometime if they feel this way. No one ever speaks to me anymore. Nobody ever checks on me anymore. Never, no one ever asks me to go out anymore to eat. Think about that. Hear a person say Italy because that was their last trip. Huh. Okay. Italy. Alright. Letter I. Intense, indignant, inescapable, inelp, insecure, inferior. Going back to what I've talked about a few moments ago, irrelevant. Inferior. I don't belong anymore. Where, where, do, where, where do I belong anymore? You know, if, a, if a mom or a dad lose a child, are they still a mom or a dad? Well, sure they are. But someone said, well, do you have children? Yes, but they're gone. But I was a mom. I was a dad. But they may feel inferior in that regard. Um, insignificant? Yeah, the same as probably yeah. insignificant. Yeah. Okay. G R I E. Empty. Empty. Thank you, ma'am. Grief makes us feel empty. Empty not in regard to our home, empty not in regard to our heart, in regard to our mind, in regard to whatever the case may be. Empty. What else? Exhausted. Exhausted. Oh, thank you. That's a great one. Exhausted. Because now they do the work of two. If there, were, if there were a husband and wife in the home, they do the work of two. Wonder why they can't, why, why they can't seem like they can stay awake when you're in their presence. They're worn slap out. 
Because they're having to take care of all the things that their mate took care of. doesn't matter which gender you're talking about. It's the same. It's the truth. Exhausted. And besides that, grief is exhausting in every kind of way because of all the decisions you have to make. Because of all the things you have to deal with. Exhausted. What else? Exile. Exile. What do you mean by that one? Okay, yeah, like, like I'm leaving and nobody's going with me. Yeah, exile, or exiled, you know, because I, I've been taken out of the human race to deal with grief. Envious of people that aren't suffering. En- envious, yes, envious. Going back to what I said a few moments ago in regard to this individual who lost their mom. And they weren't so much envious, this particular individual. It's just that they realized once they're gone, they're gone. And they wanted others around them to realize that. Exposed. exposed. That's a great one. Unfortunately, sometimes in families... When a family death occurs, this becomes a big one. Because that individual may have been the glue that held everything together. And now things begin to kilter one way or the other. Weaknesses begin to be exposed. You're exactly right. Encouragement. Encouragement. Wow. That's that's what we need. We need encouragement. And that comes in all kinds of way, ways. Not just a card, not just a call, not just a visit, not just an email, not just a text. Body language. Hey, you're handling this okay. We got you back. You're not alone. And then prove that you're not alone. Encouragement. What else? Emotional. And that's why grief is so... Debilitating because it deals with our emotions. Emotions. Very quickly. Explosive. Everlasting. Eerie. Empty. Endless. You get the idea. G-R-I-E-F. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the future. Fear that I can't do this. Fear that I'll not live up to their name and taking care of whatever it is I need to take care of. Frustration. Frustration. Or frustrated. Frozen. Feelings become frozen. Exactly. Frustrated. Okay. What else? Fail. Fail or failure. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can. I don't. I don't know if I'll graduate from grief 101 because I feel like a failure right now. I've had people tell me that I don't think I can do this. So because I've, everything I do is not the right thing. Forever. Forever. Which makes that failure part so hard because that's what it feels like. It is forever. <coughs> Ma'am. Oh, thank you for saying that. Faith. plays a tremendous part in where we are and what we do 
and how we can do it. What else? Forgotten. Forgotten. We're afraid that we're forgotten or that our loved one may be forgotten or whatever the situation is is forgotten. Think about it. 9-11, were those people whose family were killed, will they ever forget 9-11? Then why should we? And, and, this, and of course you can apply the same to any kind of situation. Hurricanes, tornadoes that came through Phil Campbell, killed the people that killed in Huntsville. We shouldn't forget those things. You can't dwell on that. But it sure is nice to have someone say, you know, we're not going to forget. We're not going to forget. What else? Friendship. Friendship. Wow, that's exactly what we need. Friendship. Just a couple more and we're going to close. Future. Future, which is why we need to have a future with others. Um... Funeral, fierce, freedom, forgetful, fault, fake. I had a lady tell me that. I just feel like a fake. I got the smile on my face when people ask me how I'm doing. I'm telling them, I'm okay. If only they knew. I'm a fake. Ma'am? A painted. A painted smile, exactly. Sometimes feel friendless. Friendless, that's an excellent one. And, and, we don't. We need friends, but we feel friendless, and people act that way toward us. Now, why do we do it on the board here? Besides, I wanted to mess up this board sometime tonight, this this week. This is what grief is all about, and so much more. You know, if grief was okay, I've got to say goodbye. That'd be hard enough, but it's having to say goodbye, and it's a reality. And I feel isolated. And I feel exhausted. And I have fear all the time. And I have to deal with my fear. You see, it's all of these. That's why grief is so debilitating. And it doesn't matter what kind of grief there is. This is the real picture of grief. And so, when we talk about grief, please keep these things in mind. Now, tomorrow night, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what people say, and then we're going to turn around around and say, okay, here's what you can say that's better. Because, you know, if we don't, if we don't learn better, then we're not going to be any better. And then the second session was, Mark, what was it? Yeah, yes, things we wish. Okay. Thank you so very much. I know you have other places to go to, but thank you so much for being with us tonight. Mark, you want to close or you want me to just close? Let's close with prayer. Let's pray together. Loving Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for each one here. Their busy schedules. Thank you for coming. We pray that what we said tonight will be useful and helpful. Bless us tonight as we travel home, wherever that may be. Come back tomorrow and Wednesday. Thank you for this congregation. Most of all, to God, thank you for your love and for your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.